0: Charlotte. I am Megan's best friend. We met at Lucky Brand Jeans. RIP, I think. I don't think they exist anymore. I don't think they do. I had gotten a job at Lucky Brand when I was home for that winter at DePaul, and I got it in the suburbs. And I you know, worked there for holiday, and when I came back to DePaul, I got hired at the one in Lincoln Park. And during summer break, I decided to go home for a little bit because we were going from dorms to apartments. And while I was gone, I had gotten a message from my boss, who knows that I hate everyone. Um, I got my, a text from my boss, Trish, our second mom, and uh, she was like, oh my God, wait until you meet this girl that I just hired, you're going to be obsessed with her. And I'm like, yeah, right. And she and she knew that, too. She knew I didn't like anybody. I think it was like a month goes by and then I'm back uh, back in the city and I'm going back to work and happens to be a meeting that day. I meet Megan immediately and we introduce ourselves and um, I've said it once and I'll say it again, how two people who pretty much hate everybody immediately fell in love with each other. Like the moment they saw one another, it was like meant to be. We were ordering food across the street at Pasta Palazzo, shout out Pasta Palazzo, and um, we both ordered the same thing, and then as we were walking on over to Pasa Plaza to pick it up and we were getting to know each other, we both whipped out Marlboro Lights. Um, and we were cool. It was like very much like, did we just become best friends? Like, yeah, we did. As time went on, we realized that we're like pretty much the same people and uh yeah and then kind of the story just starts there we ended up then moving in with each other our junior year because it was too late to move in with each other that (laughs) that instant um which i think probably would have been the case um and pretty much our only requirements for an apartment, and you've probably heard this Steve, our only requirement for an apartment was that we had a clawfoot tub, and we found one. And uh, the, the second requirement, which was pretty much uh, one of the first priorities as well, was if we could smoke in there. Still don't know <laughs> if you really could, but we did, um, kind of nonstop. Right. It's basically if you wanted a SIG in the bathtub, you could. Um, we want to go see it during the day. It was the one on school, it was at school in Sheffield. It was beautiful, it was kind of just like an old Chicago apartment walk up and it was like beautifully white. Um, Little did we know as two people who were somewhat new living in the city, I think it was what our second or third year living there, um, that it was just this much too close to Wrigley Field. Um, Didn't learn that till we actually moved in and uh, a game occurred. Also, we were on the brink of Boys Town as well, so just a little bit of both. Um, Now, it would have been the worst thing in the world and we probably would have moved out immediately. But in college, since we were up at the same time everybody else was partying outside, it was kind of a non-issue most of the time. We lived next to this bar called Sheffields, which I think a murder went down every night. That was great. Um, So we literally lived right next door to that. Um, but the apartment itself, it was on the second floor. Um, oh. When you closed the front door, it sounded like 3,000 pots and pans going downstairs. <laughs> um, luckily, Megan's room was right next to it, not mine. Megan was kind enough to give me the bigger room in the apartment because my room the year before was probably the size of the room that you're in now. and she felt so bad for me. So uh, f- we'll forever be grateful for that. I remember also going to Target the day that we moved in and getting just a bunch of shit for the apartment because we had her and I had such similar style. And it was just like the first time we felt like we were moving out of like basically like a frat house and living in somewhere that was just beautiful and we could make it our own and especially the bathroom, of course. The pantry was always filled with about six uh, boxes of Oreos because her parents are just convinced that she loves Oreos. Don't know if that still occurs with you guys over there. I will just never forget. I'm like, Jesus, more Oreos every single time. It was like Oreos and like like antibiotics (laughs) from her dad. It was great, it was so great, I loved it. It was just a perfect apartment to have parties, which is exactly what we wanted to do. And it is what we did. We had a really great St. Patrick's Day there, um, which it's just so funny to think about the idea of throwing a party for St. Patrick's Day and how much we've changed as adults and how that sounds like an absolute nightmare now. Um, But we had a beautiful New Year's Eve party, which I, I am not a seasoned weed smoker yet. That night I decided to smoke weed and I came home um, so high out of my mind. I could only see through a pinhole, Um, but I remember remember the party was amazing. I remember I was sitting in a chair and everybody was dancing around me, Megan included. So Megan and I were living together, going to school together. We were in a bunch of different classes together. So we were by each other's side, like pretty much anytime possible. Um, The issue is Megan loves to be earlier on time. Me, I'm known for being at least 30 minutes late. Um, And if anything, Megan has taught me more to be on time. So I appreciate it more than anything. But yeah, so we were with each other just constantly all the time and You know, when it came to working, it was like, you know, there wasn't too many people working at a time. So if she was working in the morning, that meant I was working at night or vice versa. But that never stopped us from partying. So if it was Friday night and Megan opened and I closed, we still both went just as hard. And then we got to see each other at the crossover time. And I just remember the amount of times I'd walk in. I'd walk in and be like, hey, you know, because I was able to sleep in. And Megan would basically be like, fuck you, with like a 7-Eleven iced coffee. Just totally. She's like, I took a cab here. Like, you know, like, because Ubers weren't even around. She's like, I called a, called a goddamn cab. Oh, my God. It just always was the best. And also, it's a few times that we did get to work with each other at work, especially at the beginning of our friendship is when we learned a lot about each other and learning about our very similar tastes in music and her obsession with like Oasis and anything that was like kind of like Britpop pop and you know, like Arctic Monkeys and stuff like that. And I loved it because it just like, I had never met anybody who had such a similar and broad taste in music like I did. So there's many, many a times also dancing around to Oasis in the apartment too. So I think about that all the time. And I'm pretty sure we consistently text each other to remind each other that Shaker Maker is still like the best song ever of all time, just randomly when it comes on. Another story of Megan in college is we had a professor for our <laughs> our film and philosophy class, and um, because I was a screenwriting minor and she was a film major, so we were able to kind of have some crossover classes. Um, and we consistently bring up one that Minority Report is an amazing movie. Can you see the umbrella? Take it, take it. Two that I love Inception and Megan doesn't. And three is Ron, or Professor Ron, with the straw. So it was a three hour long class, because we would, he would teach the first hour and a half, and then we watch a movie for the last like hour and a half or whatever it was. And um, sometimes we would start with the movie and end depending on how the schedule was. And I believe this day, it was, you know, he introduced the class, whatever he put on the movie, watch the movie. And then we went on our little break and every, you know, everyone would go get lunch or whatever. And Ron comes back with a drink and he's standing at a podium with this drink. And he did this often, but this day in particular, Megan and I were like, I couldn't believe our eyes. He would just do this thing with the straw where he would just be like, and what do you think about that? And like literally take like the biggest sip and Megan and I still bring it up to this day. So honestly, one of the best memories is, <laughs> is I think about that. I also remember another time in another class we were in together. I don't even remember what class it was. I never fell asleep in class. Just, I couldn't fall asleep in class. Just can't, can't, can't fall asleep in plane, can't fall asleep in class, can't. This day I did. And this day, the su- we had a sunroof in the class. The sun decides to hit me right in the eyeballs <laughs> as I'm sleeping. <laughs> And Megan is sitting on the other side of the class and I wake up literally like, oh. like I'm so confused. Megan is staring at me the whole time, cackling. And I'm just like, Jesus, like, but it's so funny because I looked over at her like, I swear to God, if you miss that. And I go to look at her and she's peeing her pants. So I'll never forget that. Incredible. I bet someone else has shared this story, but I was there when Meg broke the oven. No one has shared that story yet. So at Hotel Saigon, we had this period of time for whatever reason that we love to break bottles. It would just become that time of night where it was time to fucking throw hands and throw some bottles on the ground. Whether it be outside, inside, didn't it matter. Like nowhere was out of bounds. It's probably like one in the morning. I wanna say it's like four days before Christmas. And we all just happen to still be in the city at the time, hence why the few of us are hanging out together. As the ritual went, the music turns all the way up We're all drunk enough. We're all dancing around, smashing bottles. But this time, we're kind of all in a circle for whatever reason, and we're in the kitchen. And Megan just throws one of those bad boys down so hard. And it kind of, like, bounced right before the oven, and then the oven just shatters. Now, mind you, I've never seen an oven shatter ever before. So that was already, like, oh, my God. But also, mind you, the music is blasting, and we were all laughing and singing before, but then when that happens, the music is still blasting, but we're all staring at each other like... Like, we don't know what to do. Like, what do we do? What do we do from here? And I feel like half the guys that lived at the at the hotel weren't even home, so like, this is what they were gonna come home to. I don't even know how it was resolved. I think we swept it up and said, we just aren't gonna say anything. Like, it just, it happened and it's over. It's really hard to do this. Like the amount of memories I have with Meg is like insane. And they're all so different. Like, I feel like I could talk about like the amount of times I send Megan a text of like, remember this? Like, remember when I sent you that picture of Luke Wilson and you said nothing about it? And then you texted me the next morning, like you didn't see it and I go, okay, yeah, sure. But did, did, you, see, did you see the thing about <laughs> Luke Wilson? Or I think about that time where we had the worst server ever during a blizzard at Rocking Horse to a point where I think she (laughs) I think she poisoned us. Um, I mean, the list or when she showed up to my 23rd birthday right after she got her wisdom teeth removed and she was just in misery. But she was like, I have to be there for your birthday. And I was like. Oh, my God, she's just tortured. She also showed up in the same outfit as me that night, too. Like, we were both in the same exact outfit. We have a picture from that, so. It's really amazing to have someone who is so similar yet so different from you. And I say that from both ends. And it's been really great to kind of grow up together, but also separately at the same time, too. I think a big thing that happened in our friendship was when she moved to San Francisco. All the California California coming home. I'm gonna see the folks I Dig. I'll leave. No, I remember her talking about San Francisco but not that she was moving there. And I remember her never even really telling me that she was going to move there. And it was funny because she never had to. Like I knew. When I went to go visit for like two or three weeks, like pretty much right when she went there and I got to see all of like San Francisco with her and everything, but I say all this because I think that was like a big moment in our friendship because it was having to do like a long distance like friendship and I went through a lot back home here and while I know she was going through a lot back in San Francisco, a lot of just like thinking about like is this really where I want to be, do I actually like this place and honestly me having similar thoughts even about Chicago back here and you know kind of just trying to navigate things without your best friend it's really hard but I think it just made our friendship like stronger and you know I think Megan and I have always both in humorous ways but also in real adult ways that ability to communicate without communicating is such a big factor in our relationship and the fact that we can read when each other, you know, what our each other's comfort levels are, if something's going on, XYZ. Like Megan has always been, you know, my confidant where I feel like I can kind of share and tell her anything. And to be just very, understanding even if your friend is going through pain you know and I say that on both on both ends or you know going through just you know issues with mental health or anything like that is just to have a friend who is there for you and on top of you but in a non-smothering way in a way that's basically like if you don't want to talk to anybody you don't have to talk to anybody but if you're going to talk to anybody it's going to be me. One of the last times before quarantine, I got to hang out with Megan. I want to say like three days before, as you can tell, we were big partiers and stuff. And that is, you know, somewhat chilled out for the most parts. But this day, for whatever reason, we finally had a day off together. Like she didn't have a job at the at the time, like a freelance job at the time. I had like a random Wednesday or Thursday off and like we like day drank which we don't do, you know? And we like kind of hit the rounds. We went to All Together now, we went shopping, and then we went to Big Star and had like a bunch of spicy Palomas hung out with James. And like, so I always think about how like that, I'm so happy that that was kind of the one of the last before quarantine moments to have. I just think Megan and I have always, always been on the same page. No matter where we are in in life, I think that we've always just completely understood the other person's position and where they're at. It's a very seamless friendship and I'm very lucky to have it and I've always had really great friends growing up. really amazing friends even a couple that i would consider best friends but i've never really met anybody like meg who where she kind of felt like a kind of just another piece of me like felt like more like you know like a puzzle piece that i've been waiting for like she's the kind of person where you go to college you hope you find them you know like that's that true relationship and i always say like how lucky am i like it was so effortless like we basically, neither neither of us had to do anything. It was just like, it was just meant to happen. So it just always has felt without meaning there's no effort, but it's an effortless friendship. Like it truly is. And you know, like I'm terrible with my phone. I'm terrible with technology. Like I'm a, clearly a terrible reader. Like I <laughs> as I thought this was going to be um, a video. Um, And she isn't. She's like the best with computers. She's the best with technology and phones and communicating. She knows when to check up on somebody. And having said that, I think a big thing in our relationship too is the fact that it's effortless but also we're both very patient with each other because we both look at the world the same but differently at the same time. And I think we both kind of we check each other when we when we can, but in a very like loving way, and not in a you know aggressive any sort of kind of way. Megan has always been there for me in like any kind of you know. I, f- I found myself in more shitty situations than I care to admit over the last ten years of my life in my twenties. As I, you know, I know I'm not alone with this, my 20s were not the easiest, but I 100% was able to get through them because of Meg and what Meg was able to, you know, to give me as a friend. Megan, happy 30th birthday. I love you so much. You know that words can't even describe how much I love you. Um, I can't wait for all this bullshit to be over and I can just like lick your tongue because I know that's exactly what you want me to do. Um, (laughs) I know you can't wait for that (laughs) now that I've said that. But yeah, for real, I can't wait to... Try each other's drinks at a bar. I can't wait for you to take a drag of my cigarette when you've had just, like, one extra martini. I, you know, I can't wait for all these things to just be over so we can just go back to normal life. I can't wait till I can go into your condo. I can't wait till I can Pet Vinyl, Foxy and Loomis. And, um, yeah, I just, you know I'm bad at this kind of stuff, but just know I love you so much. And, yeah, I can't wait to celebrate with you. And... That's it. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being my best friend. I, I feel like we have to at least mention that you are, are wearing a full face of makeup. Yeah, Meg. I, Steve texted a bunch of people about doing this and... Of course, I read it wrong, and I thought it was gonna be a video. And I literally blow dried, straightened my hair, and I put makeup on. I'm I'm like surprised I'm not in my prom dress at this point too. Like I went full out. I was like ready. I was ready to just spill the GD beans.